Welcome back to the 4A Baseball Podcast. It's just Tom and I today. We're at, without Brad once again. We're kind of out in a little bit of a weird situation. So we are together finally. And you know what? We're here face to face. and We're going to recap some trades, some rumor mill, um, and just the overall landscape of the MLB so far. How are we doing today, Tom? Doing good. We're at the beach. It can't get much better than this, man. Um, and we were talking about baseball. We're at the trade deadline. Uh, we actually have three days left until the actual deadline happens. And there have been some teams that are active. Um, main headlines have been the Dodgers, who I would like to um, bombard today. Uh, their moves are, have been uh, absolutely horrible. They've traded for four players with negative B-War, um, making them probably the only team all time to trade for below replacement level players at the deadline. Um, the Dodgers are good at uh, developing talent, but this is a bizarre move from them and kind of unexpected for a team that was so active last year and the year before. Well, it's okay. So uh, let's talk about the Kiki trade first, because that's the first one that happened. I, I kind of understand it, right? Kiki's a good clubhouse guy. Uh, he's very, just, he's just, a, he's a good presence to have in the clubhouse, regardless of what he does on the field or not. He's, he's, he's a good player and he does enough to keep teams afloat, right? He plays well. He played well in the Dodgers before, and then he went to Boston. He played well in Boston, and then he's back in the Dodgers. It was a pretty good trade. Do you know what they got back for him? I think they dumped someone off. It was um, was it Syndergaard? No, no, that wasn't Syndergaard. That was the uh, I'm at Rosario trade. Rosario trade. PK is the worst qualified player for F four and B war, uh, making him the worst player in baseball right now. They um, sent back two AAA right-handed relievers, Nick Robertson and Justin Hagen. Man, I just don't understand. I um, mean, so Dodgers got a C grade from CBS. And the Red Sox got a C grade. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty even trade. They didn't give up too much because they didn't get a lot back in return, right? Yeah, I mean, you kind of separated your guys right there. Um, I mean, Kike, he's got a 62 OPS plus, one of the worst defenders in baseball. Um, pretty electric in the playoffs last year or the year prior, prior, uh, prior but um, right now, uh, it's just not a guy you want on your team. I don't know why the Dodgers would do this. Again, it's a it's a club. I think it's more of a club. Actually. And that makes sense. You saw him. You saw him like literally as soon as he got as soon as he got to Los Angeles. His first game, he was like active and and doing things right. Like he was hyping up everybody. And I feel like that's, that might just they might need a hype man. That really is what the Dodgers might need most. I feel like I feel like uh you know reuniting with your old team is good, and I yeah. think that bridges to another guy in Joe Kelly. Uh, a guy that gave up a grand slam to uh, Howie Kendrick in the uh, NLCS. That's what I'm talking about. Um, a, Do- a Dodgers legend. Um, you know, I guess I guess it's good for the clubhouse. I love Joe Kelly. His expected stats are significantly better than his surface stats, so I think he'll be a guy that's actually good for the Dodgers. Uh, he was good on the Dodgers when he played there this year, a bit of a down season, but they expected to say that he should be better. The other two guys that they got at this deadline um, are players that I highly dislike. They're just not good. Well, but- Okay, so with that Joe Kelly trade, they obviously got Lance Lynn as well. Um, in return, the White Sox got two pitching prospects, Nick Nestrini and Jordan Le- Leisure. That looks like Leisure. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as Trace Thompson. Where did Trace Thompson come from? Did he come from White Sox? I feel like he, he might have, yeah. I mean, Brad, uh, he mentioned that, you know, dumping off Trace Thompson and um, Noah Syndergaard were good moves for the Dodgers, which in theory would be good. But you ended up getting more more burdens to your team yeah and it's just restarting the timer and Stebs you were right he 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 started in in the White Sox and then he went to the Dodgers in 16 and 17 
went to Oakland, and then Chicago White Sox again, then went to the Cubs in 2021, and then played for the Padres, and then back to the Dodgers in 2022. Seems like it's destiny that he's back on the White Sox. It feels like just a bunch of reunions over and over and over again. I mean, that's um, a pretty common theme, this deadline. A lot of teams going out for their former players. Uh, another guy that just went off the board, uh, Kendall Graveman, who got traded from the White Sox to the Astros. That's another reunion. He was on the last year's team, maybe two years ago, uh, when the Astros years. did buy. Uh, and they have one more year of team control on Kendall Graveman, which is a useful trade. One of the rumors I saw was Verlander might get dealt back to the Astros, which I just find like absolutely hilarious. Seems like a common theme. I mean, we talked about Snell maybe going back to the um, the Rays. Uh, there was a brief moment where the Padres were like, we're not going to sell. And then I think they lost two or three to the Tigers, and now they are uh, back to shopping their guys. Um, so it seems like this might be the trade deadline of reunions. I mean, um, I mean, I just want to talk about Lance Lynn. Uh, a lot of guys thought this was a, a major, a major trade piece at the deadline. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a big trade piece just due to name value, right? Like, I mean, his yeah. stats on the field aren't that good, and if anyone's gonna fix them, it's most likely gonna be the Dodgers. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, that's when you get in the offseason, though, not at a deadline for a yeah. For but a, you're giving you're about to make. Nick Nostrini and Jordan Leisure, as well as Trace Thompson. You you unload a contract and give up two, meh prospects for. Or Lance Lynn. Brad knows more about I mean, that. Lance Lynn is the worst qualified pitcher by ERA, but I, I see him bouncing back. He's a big strikeout guy, so. Especially in the Dodgers. So I think he will be fine. Um, you want to talk, talk about the White Sox? The White Sox have been selling I mean, everyone. yeah, but we also have the – We I'm just going to cover it. We talked about it a little bit. Ahmed Rosario got sent to the Dodgers. Also a terrible trade. Uh, but they offload Noah Syndergaard. So Syndergaard heads back. Guardians, I don't really know – why the Guardians went and got Syndergaard. I mean, I did say they kind of needed pitching, but... You like, see, I'm not actually, like, the biggest Ahmed Rosario hater. Um, I think Noah Syndergaard's probably the worst pitcher in baseball right now. And I would say Ahmed Rosario is having a down season. And the fact that he was dumped off so fast what is, is a little concerning. How much team control does Ahmed Rosario have? Um, I believe he signed with the um with the Guardians after, um, after his contract with the Mets. Yeah, he's a free... He's, he's a free agent. He was just on one year. After this season, he's an R. He's an Arb three this year. Okay. So, and then next season, he's an unrestricted free agent. I actually don't completely dislike that move for the Dodgers. I think it unloaded Syndergaard, who has not been a good pitcher, and you got a player with upside, especially in a position that they desperately need. And last Schultz year, side. last year he was good. Last year he was a borderline All Star. If not, I don't know if he was who's, an All Star. Who's going to play shortstop for the Guardians? That's a good question. I don't actually know because their infield is pretty empty at the moment. Um, I mean, Andres Jimenez and uh, Josh Naylor on the one side is good, but actually, wait, no, maybe you could say Jose could. Mm. Gabriel Arias, Tyler Freeman, and then Andres Jimenez. Let's see, do you have any prospects? Maybe, maybe that's why they're they're anticipating someone coming up. I mean, because they're in a playoff chase, um, and I don't think trading your guy is. Um, I mean, he's been underperforming we've talked about that yeah i mean regardless i mean this this al central race is is horrible and i feel like whoever wins is it doesn't really have a shot at winning anything so brian rochio is a triple a prospect etas this season he could be a guy that comes up so So maybe he could come and fill that gap such hitter i I can see that as likely i mean i'll look at the stats but i'm i believe ahmed rosario had an ops over like 130 hold on let me see he batted 
214 in the majors this season. He came up. He had a 214 with a 214 on base percentage, 214 slugging. He played four games in 14 at bats, had three hits. I mean, so in 2022, he batted he was, 283 with a 106 OPS plus. I, I don't know if it was the right move, but it was a move that they decided to do. And I, I think that of the of the four trades, that's probably the one I like the most because you unloaded Syndergaard and you get Ahmed Rosario with some upside. It's funny to make fun of Ahmed Rosario because he got negative war and he's having a down se- season. But, I mean, for what they gave up, this is a win for the Dodgers, um, unfortunately. Um, I think they got fleeced, honestly. That's probably true. But let's go to the other Los Angeles team, which also coincidentally traded with the White Sox, and that was Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. Same pairing that the Nats traded to the White Sox, along with there was a third person in that trade. But trade those two over to Los Angeles um, in return for – what did they get in return for them? You're no Tom. Um, It was actually some very good prospects. Those oh, like, yeah. Was, um, one, number three. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I honestly think this is a White Sox win for the trade um, just because I don't think Lucas, Lucas Giolito is a guy that you want to trade yeah. number two and three. In exchange prospect. for catcher Edgar Cuero, the Angels' number two prospect in the MLB pipeline, and left-hander Kai Bush, number three. Like, that's a, that's a dumb trade. I feel like they panicked. They panicked. And, and I mean, they, they, needed, they needed to buy, but this is not the way you do it. You don't trade your number two and three. Because now you can't buy anyone else. Well, you could have well, – yeah, you use your two best trade pieces – for Lucas Giolito, you could have gone and got freaking Eduardo Rodriguez or something. You could have gotten a better player. I yeah. I mean, Lucas Giolito's good, um, but he's not a guy that's I mean, going to win you a World Series. Five and a third yesterday, gave up four hits. Three runs. Three runs. Like I mean, it's not bad. It's not a bad stat line. But I don't think he's a guy that's going to win you games at this point. Like, he hasn't proven that he can win you games. And he's a, they're both rentals. They're both up after this year. It's not like you, you traded them for – player traded those two for team controllable players you traded them for guys with expiring contracts do they have grades on this one for um, the teams because i would give the angels like a a, a d and the white Sox a b i mean yeah lucas gila has been traded sorry uh i don't see i don't see grades. it's just on. it's just not a good move i mean it's i understand they want to buy and that they're being aggressive for the first time probably ever um but this is not the way to do it. When they they literally come back. Uh, it should be within the next um. I think three weeks. Um. Because I mean, he was supposed to be gone for uh, I think it was like what five weeks. Yeah, it says he's slowly resuming baseball activities. I mean this this trade deadline is going to be pretty chaotic for the Angels. I mean I don't know who else they can even go for at this point. I mean, what do they really need? Pitching, yeah, literally exactly. just pitching, and they went out and got, you know, I mean, I mean probably a B, a, a three starter at best, and I, I well, don't I mean, understand. How's the rest of their? I, I haven't had the rest. Of their... There are players that they could have traded for. They could have gone for Verlander. They could have gone for Blake Snell. They could have gone for you know guys that were actually, you know, going to make a difference on this team. But um, Lucas Giolito is not that guy. Uh, he's really not. He's a guy that's probably going to be a four year right guy. Um, I think this is a good deadline for the White Sox. They did what they they were supposed I mean, to yeah, do. And for the first time, they actually are and building. They still their... have pieces to move, right? Like that's the... It's really just Tim Anderson at this point. It's really just Tim Anderson. I mean, yeah, and I know they said they wanted to hold on to uh, what's his name, Dylan Cease, but they will. Uh, I mean, I will admit uh, Tim Anderson has looked a lot better as of late. So he is a lot more 
um, you know, attractive on the trade market. Um, and I, I, I see a lot of teams that are interested in that. I could honestly see the Dodgers going for him too. Um, I would have seen him going instead of Ahmed Rosario, but I guess they've already addressed that. But Tim Anderson, I think in the last three weeks, has been batting like 350. So he's definitely been heating up at the plate. Um, I don't know if he's actually hit a home run yet because he had one of the longest home run droughts I've seen in my life. Um, I can actually check that right now. But, I mean, the White Sox were supposed to be contending this year, uh, and it didn't work. And they did what they had to do. And I think this this is a win for the White Sox. This is a win, winning trade deadline for them, I think, at least. Because, I mean, you kind of just sold off everyone. I mean, yeah. I mean, they they came in the season with playoff hopes, and everything kind of went downhill really fast. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. I, we, I said this was more of a rebuilding year, and Tim Anderson was the most important piece to this organization. And nothing has really panned out. Every At every turn, everything has gone downhill extremely poorly for the White Sox. And it, it sucks, but, I mean, they're going to be doing what they need to do. They're not starting from scratch, but trying to rebuild with what they have. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. I mean, you want to talk about poor timing. Let's look at this. Let's look at the sample size right here. Let's see. So from 2019 to 2022, um, Tim Anderson batted 318 with an OPS plus at 122 um, with 51 home runs with a 162 game average of 22 home runs, 37 doubles, 215 hit steps. I mean, that this is like one of the best pure hitters in baseball. And then this season dropping down to a OPS plus at 56. That is insanely below average um one of the worst qualified hitters in baseball this year and this is this is the contract year this is the year that mattered for him i mean this is probably the worst example of poor timing you know a guy that averages 22 home runs a season to have zero 80 games into the season it's it's pretty disappointing i mean yeah but i mean the white Sox are the white Sox are in, are in such an they're in such an interesting uh spot right because they have pe- they have quality pieces to move, kind of like the Nationals back in twenty twenty one, or the Cubs in twenty twenty one. Like they have pieces to move that can they can get substantial, uh, substantial players back, and they're going to do that. I don't see Luis Robert being traded at the deadline. I don't see Robert going. Um, is Amenas still hurt? Or no, he's he good. He's, he's been no, he's been very good actually. Um, I mean, um, he's honestly. I don't see him moving. I don't see Robert moving. Tim Anderson is pretty much it. I don't think they trade Liam Hendricks. There could be an interesting retool here because you have a good young core here. I think Jake Berger, Gab- Gavin Sheets, I mean, Yon Mankata can be good. Getting Kai Bush and uh, Cuero are very, very good pieces that they can add pretty, pretty soon. I think. Um, let's head over. Let's let's go to another team. Let's go to another team. We got Pittsburgh. They send uh, Carlos Santana over to Milwaukee. Um, exchange, the Pirates will receive 18-year-old shortstop Johnny Severino, who signed with Milwaukee for $1.23 million last year. And he's kind of just a low-A-tier type of player um, currently. But um, Santana kind of, I think it's a good idea. Like, he's a power bat that they kind of need to add, and he plays a good first base. And Santana's having a actually really, really good year this year. I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty simple. We talked about Santana being a guy that would be traded. I think him signing a one-year deal with the Pirates was probably a, a nail in the coffin as a guy that would be traded at the deadline, especially on a team like the Pirates. 
Um, man, we have a lot of moves to go through. So this is more of a controversial one, but did you see the um, Marlins traded for David Robertson from the Mets and Max Scherzer was not pleased about it? Max Scherzer said, you know what? I need to talk to, to the front office, basically. And that's just like, I mean, it's, it's the most Max thing I've ever heard in my life, right? He, you, they made a move without talking to him about it, and he's upset about it. In the end of the day, it's not up to him whether they make the moves or not. But I think it is up to them to let him know, hey, I don't think this this is going to work. Which it definitely, I feel like that's been pretty well broadcasted across the MLB is that the Mets are probably going to be sellers this deadline. So obviously they're going to ship pieces. Like you're probably one of the pieces you're going to get shipped. And it's just. I Yeah, I mean, honestly, at I this point, think, yeah. you should trade the guys that are actually performing. Justin Verlander's looked like one of the best pitchers in baseball. You should trade Verlander. I think you should trade Scherzer. I don't think you should trade Pete Alonso. I think you should try keep, and sign him. Keep the encore. trading all those people. Uh, who else? Mark Canna. We talked about Mark Canna. Mark Canna and Tommy Pham should be the only guys that go off the board as position players. I think the rest of the team is too young um, and too expensive. It's Starling Marte. I don't know if you'll get anything for him, but he hasn't been performing. I don't know. I think I like Mark Canna and Tommy Pham. I've reading a lot. Um. So I mean, the Mets. I think this is going to be a retool. I think they'll be right back in contention next year. But this is not. I mean, not the Mets team. are. Just strictly due to the fact that they're gonna go out and buy everything under the sun, right? So, Pretty much. Um, oh, another Marlins move. They're actually active at the deadline. Um, I said, I said, so they're gonna be active. I mean, they're active at the deadline. They're just not picking up what they need, and that's bad. Exactly. They're picking up pitching, uh, and they literally just did another flip. I mean, they got Jorge Lopez from the Twins for Dylan Floro. I think Dylan Floro is better than Lopez, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Lopez just fits the stereotype that they want or the archetype that they want a little better i mean yeah i mean uh, you should be going after guys like candelario or you know actual power bats um in this lineup that's pretty lacking offensively they have one of the best pitching cores in baseball and they're still going for pitching i mean it's just not going to win you much they're they're struggling as of late and they need some sort of thump in their lineup and going out and getting jorge lopez is not going to fix that um, definitely not going so, I mean, that's all the moves that the Marlins have made so far. So, I mean, and that's pretty much all the, the major moves as a whole. I mean, there's a yeah. couple other ones, but nothing like completely out of this world that we really need to talk about right now. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at these now. Um, I mean, the Blue Jays picking up Genesis Cabrera after the Cardinals DFA'd him actually looks like a good move just because he's looked good for the, the Blue Jays thus far. So, it's looking like another poor move from the Cardinals. Um, but that's pretty much all the moves that have happened recently. I kind of just want to talk about, you know, State of the Union right now. Um, I mean, do we think that, um, hold on. Do we think that the, the, uh, Cardinals, uh, sell off Nolan Arnauto? I saw some talk oh, about that. Oh, yeah. Brad, Brad sent us a thing that the Cardinals were looking, or the Dodgers were interested in, in getting Nolan Arenado. I don't, I mean, what, what would that trade look like? Cause it would, it would be a, it would have to be substantial prospects in return. I mean, they're not going to get – the Cardinals are not going to get fleeced like the Rockies did. They're not that stupid of an organization, right? I see no reason why they trade him. This is this would be this one of the stupidest moves I've ever seen. He has five I, years left on his contract. I think, I think they trade Goldschmidt. Yes. Which I don't – as of right now, nothing has been – no inklings have been one way or the other. They really – what? It's just that they haven't made any moves, right? Not yet. So the DFA just they, 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 was good. So they they got to move Flaherty. They got to move Goldschmidt. It, it, Montgomery. I, Montgomery. I feel like they're gonna end up just holding their deck of cards and just be absolutely atrocious for the rest of the season. 
Yeah. Or, or you know what's worse? They're gonna go on a run and and become immediate like be in the middle of the pack. I mean, at this, so uh, yeah, at, at this rate, they they find themselves at the bottom of the NL Central, I believe. Um, actually, Pittsburgh's fallen, but they're at the same record. So, I mean, there's no chance this team makes a comeback. I see no reason why they don't sell. I don't. I, I it doesn't have to. It's stupidity. That's really it doesn't have it to be a like a, a Washington Nationals fire sale. It just has to be a retool. I mean, literally sell three guys. Move a couple people. Move Goldschmidt. You can get substantial prospects back for that. Move Flaherty. You can get. A prospect for that, and then move. Uh, which is uh, sorry, what's that Montgomery. Name? Montgomery, sorry. Um, move like move those players, and you, you'll you'll be a hundred percent fine. Yeah, I mean, really, this 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 is one of the more controversial teams in baseball. I mean, another one is the San Diego Padres, who have honestly found themselves on a hot streak. Yeah, they have the second best run differential, actually, in the NL West, and the third best in all of uh, the National League. So, I mean, it's just they, kind of weird. They need to sell. They have they they I don't know if they will. You don't think they will. The reports say they won't. But <clears throat> sorry, they are six games out of the wild card spot and nine out from the the NL West title. I I don't see a way that they make a comeback and bridge that gap. I don't see it happening for the rest of the season. Yeah, and there, there is quite a logjam for the uh, wild card race, and the Cubs honestly have been catching up with everyone in the wild card, literally just deciding not to play baseball anymore. I mean, um, I mean, it's like it's it's the most even race I've seen. There's seven teams that could be in this playoff race right now, uh, and only three can get in. So it's like, I mean, I I don't know at this point. I mean, the the Giants have not looked like the Giants. Uh, Miami's been falling off a cliff. Arizona's also been falling off a cliff, and the Cubs have won nine straight. I think so. Seven. Seven. Yeah. So I mean, it's they're nine and one in their last ten. Yeah. They won seven straight. They are on a tear. Um, Maybe they don't, but they're gonna. They're, I feel like they have to trade the deadline. Who? Right, the Cubs. I. They're not gonna sell. If I think they're, they're three and a half games out. If you're if you're within five games of a playoff spot, you don't sell at the deadline. It's okay. Not... But if you make the playoffs, will you be competitive? That's the question. I mean, when the Cubs are hot, yeah, the Cubs beat anyone when they're hot. They did that at the beginning of the season. We saw this in April. I mean, they beat they they won the series versus Texas versus Seattle versus the Dodgers. Um and then versus San Diego beginning of the season. I mean, this is a team when they're hot, they um actually can beat some of the best. So I wouldn't be surprised if they buy at the deadline, to be honest. Um, I guess that's my little Tom hot take of the day, uh little update. I think the Cubs might end up buying at the deadline just because it's one of the most, you know, uh it's the one of the biggest franchises in baseball and they don't like disappointing their fans as they did for 108 years. Um so maybe not. <laughs> So all of those years, yeah. let's whoa, 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 whoa. They were competitive for a substantial number of those years. They just couldn't get it done. No, um, but the Cubs are buying at the deadline. That's my update. Um, I think I think three and a half. I could see the three and a half. Three and a half is like like four games is like the absolute max. I think for for buying. Like if you were four games out, if you were four and a half games out, I would not buy. If you were four games out, I would. The yeah, NL contemplate the idea. The NL is going to have nine teams buying at the deadline, and the AL is going to have probably, probably Mariners, seven. Mariners, Rays, Blue Jays, Astros, Red Sox, Yankees, Angels, Mariners. There's Guardians. Gotta, Guardians are not gonna buy. They're they're too far. That's a buy. Actually, I mean, in that division, they can buy, um, because they have an excuse. 
Um, I think we need to talk about a restructure here because one of the five teams in Tampa Bay, Toronto, Houston, Boston, and New York, and the Angels, three of those teams aren't going to make it. Um, when teams like Minnesota, who would be in the ninth spot or the eighth spot, are actually in position to win uh, the division, so it's kind of stupid. I think I, I want there to be an expansion. I think the MLB needs an expansion, like the second most out of the major s- sports, like the four major you, you, American sports. Um, I think I think baseball needs an expansion, the second most. But I don't know. It's just so many there's so many people or there's so many like prospects that don't get to shine. There's so many players that don't get to shine because they're stuck in the minors or stuck in the system and they can't get up to that level because the player, they're just stuck because of players in front of them. I'm actually extremely, because I don't, what the last thing that moved during our lifetime was the nationals, right? We haven't seen a, a, a switch up. So if there is an expansion, I'm extremely excited to see it. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, that I think that'll wrap up today's episode. It's kind of kind of a little quick one though. Um, we'll be back um very soon, probably probably a couple days after the deadline. We'll probably do a full deadline recap for you. We'll get Brad back on. He'll definitely want to talk about his Dodgers trades. I'm sure he'll find a way to spin it into a good positive. But for now, that'll wrap it up. If you want to see us, uh, check out our Instagram, check out our Twitter, check out our TikTok. We got all of those for a at four a baseball podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Stay